Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today we're going to ask, what is the purpose of prayer? And we're going to read and talk about Psalm 63. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Prayer is not one thing, and it should not be thought of as just one thing. It's about fellowship with God, but God also invites us to bring our cares and concerns to Him. Prayer is a time where we can thank God for what He's done, and it's also a time where we can confess our sins to God and to seek the work of His Spirit to conform our heart to Christ. Prayer is a time of seeking the will of God, but as we see over and over in the Psalms, it's a time also where we're given permission to lament before Him about the state of things. It may not be fair to say that there's a single purpose in prayer, but we can certainly say there's a connective tissue between all facets of what prayer is. That connective tissue is that prayer tunes our hearts to God's heart. It may be helpful for us to remember where prayer officially began in the Bible. After the murder of Abel by Cain, after the firstborn of Seth, a man named Enosh, in Genesis chapter 4, we're told, at that time people began to call on the name of the Lord. It would seem like the beginning of prayer was around the time people started to realize that the promise God had made to defeat sin and to deal with Satan would not come immediately or quickly. And so what they decided to do was they focused on prayer and worship. In essence, they entrusted themselves to God and rejoiced in His plans. When we come before God and praise Him, We're acknowledging that He alone is worthy of praise as God. When we come to God in prayer and ask Him for help, whether for ourselves or for someone else, we're acknowledging that He is God and He alone as God can help us. There's nothing intrinsically wrong with spending significant time in prayer asking God for help, and we should not retreat, we should not treat request in prayer as less worthy of God than praise or thanksgiving. In both cases, we're acknowledging that God is God and we're recognizing and we are celebrating that fact. In prayer, I am seeking seeking to deepen my delight in God because He is my Creator. And it is as more love for Him is produced, I become more committed to His will. I grow in my hatred of sin. I'm more aware of my need for Him. And I'm more confident as I remember He is God to make request of Him. The greatest blessing in prayer is not any outcome that I've prayed for, but God Himself. Understanding that God Himself is my greatest blessing means I don't come to prayer to get something. My joy is not tied to how God answers my prayer but that His will is accomplished in answering my prayer. I don't come to prayer to do something. I come to prayer to be with someone. The more time we spend with God, the more we're shaped by Him to be like Christ. That's why we pray. So when you pray today, make the purpose of your prayer, whatever your prayer looks like, 
that your heart is tuned to the very heart of Christ. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of the passage we read, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage call me to thank and praise God about concerning his character or actions? One of the things that David praises God for is that God has a steadfast love. The word David uses here is translated different ways, but it's essentially meant to be a combination of God's love and his faithfulness. That's why sometimes it's translated faithful love or covenant love. The idea is that God's love will never fail us, that he has bound himself to us in love. In other words, God is not faithful to us out of obligation or pity, but love. As you pray, thank God for his steadfast love. Praise God that he does not just love you, but his love is active and working in you, through you, and for you. The second question we want to ask is, what do I need to pray for my own heart and life? We speak of our love for God, but I wonder if we can say what David says, that we thirst for God as much as a man walking through a desert thirsts for water. Can we say that we are as satisfied in our relationship with God as we are after a good meal? Do we find joy in our praise? I want to pray today that I will love God to the degree that David talks about here. I want to pray that my soul craves God, that my greatest joy and delight and satisfaction comes in my fellowship with Him. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me to pray? David does not just pray in this psalm that those who attack him will stop. He prays that God will take care of him, and he turns his focus to praising God. This is written at a time when David was on the run. It's unclear if it was Saul who was chasing him or Absalom who was trying to kill David. The prayer admits a problem, but the prayer is not consumed with worry. I need to pray that God will be faithful to his purposes. And instead of me focusing on what's happening around me, I focus on God and I praise him. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we will ask, when should I pray? And read Psalm 139. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Today I want to close with a prayer by the missionary Amy Carmichael, who served in India for so long. She writes this, And shall I pray thee change thy will, my Father, until it be according to mine? But no, Lord, no, that shall never be. Rather, I pray thee blend my human will with thine. I pray thee hush the hurrying eager longing. I pray thee soothe the pangs of keen desire. See in my quiet places wishes thronging. Forbid them, Lord, purge though it be with fire. And work in me to will and do thy pleasure. Let all within me peaceful reconciled. Tarry content my well-beloved's leisure. At last, at last even as a weaned child. 
Amen.